1: LoveRacing.NZ is your home for thoroughbred racing. You can go to loveracing.nz and uh, have a play around on their website their great website, figure out how you can become an owner. And I tell you what, there's no better time to be an owner of a racehorse than right after the sales because you get to kind of go to the farms, you get to see the horse, you become have a relationship with your yearling. If you want to get a share, now is a great sh- time to go get a share in a racehorse. So many great syndicators out there, including John Galvin of Fortuna, who we're going to catch up with right now because – Wow wee, there's probably not a better time of year than now John to have success like you had last weekend with leaderboard and, and today at New Plymouth a couple of horses right there in the market. Good morning to you, you guys are, are loving life at Fortuna right now. <laughs>
0: we are indeed Louis, um, uh, the Wellington Cup yesterday, you know, last Saturday was just simply amazing um, for us and our team and um, yeah, it was just great to be there.
1: So I, I saw you were there. Did I see you on a train with the trophy afterwards? Was that you?
0: Yeah, that's a bit of a story in itself because um, Jessica and I got on the train with the Auckland Cup as uh, the Wellington Cup, and um, you know what it's like on a train heading back to um, Wellington from Trentham after the Wellington Cup. A few people have had a few drinks, and everyone's having a good time. So everyone wanted to come and get so- selfies with the cup and one thing and another. And then um, I said, uh, look, we've got a runner in Singapore coming up in a few minutes on debut, a horse called Nippenberg. And um, everyone said, oh, has he got a chance? I said, yeah, I think he has. So people jumped on their phones and had a bet. And then uh, watching the race on their phone, and he got up and won by a couple of lengths, and the whole carriage sort of went absolutely berserk.
1: (laughs) So, John, how come I don't get this mail? Anymore? Do I have to be on a train carriage heading to Wellington to get the exclusive John Galvin subscription of tips? That, that sounds like that sounds like right up my alley, mate. No, it's a. I'm serious. You've had some serious success of late, and around the sales time, it's a great time just to put yourself back in the front of everybody's mind. Today, a couple of really nice chances. I don't know if you're heading to New Plymouth, but Rubicon Crossing and Marlborough Bay as well. Um, you must be feeling good about your chances across the board and, and how your team's firing here and in Singapore.
0: Yes, yeah, so I'm at Auckland Airport now, just on my way to New Plymouth. Um, Marlborough Bay's in race four. Look, he, he ran a lovely race in the, uh, in the stakes race at Rickerton, um, the, um, the, the Water Creek stakes, and then got no luck in the guineas. We gave him a break. He resumed at Tarapa on New Year's Day, but struck a really firm track. Uh, which didn't suit him and um, uh, but now he he gets a a wet track at New Plymouth and um, so we think he's a a reasonable good chance yes
1: yeah he he looked like he had a bit of ability about him and I think this race sets up nicely for him of course gets Opie back as well which is a a massive yep. plus. What about the filly Rubicon Crossing? She's done the job in the wet before and she's hasn't run a bad race yet. I thought she was awesome in the Wellesley. I mean, how, how important for a filly like this, and obviously you've had success with the fillies previously, John, how important to get her some black type in her two-year-old year?
0: Yeah, well, she's got uh, black type already from running second in two stakes races. Um, the Wellesley, she just over-raced a bit. And we've we've uh, gonna have a change of tactics with her today because we've been trying to restrain her. Uh, today we're just gonna let her have her head and um, and and roll along, you know. So she's a pretty good chance on that race. It is a good field though.
1: That's really interesting, punters. That's interesting information because I guarantee Ulanova will be forward. So we've got two fast horses, Rubicon Crossing and Ulanova. That'll be up on the pace. Um, so hopefully they don't. For your sake, John, go too hard at each other over the twelve hundred. Um, when you when you finish up with these fillies that turn into mares, what do you do with the syndicate? Do you put them through rings uh, sales rings to sell them back to breeders?
0: Yeah, so that's exactly right. Like we did with Melody Bell and Burgundy Bell, uh, sold both of those mares for pretty good money at the um, at the Gold Coast sale. And with um, Rubicon Crossing in particular, she was bought at a Gold Coast Yelling Sale last year. And she's got an amazing pedigree uh, out of Miss Foxwood. Um, And so if she could really do it on the track with, you know, uh, group success, uh, you know, she would be a substantial six or even seven-figure mare at the time of her retirement.
1: Okay, well, that's awesome and very exciting for owners then. And that, look, this is what brings, I mean, so much more in than just the race ahead of itself. There's so much more that comes into it in the ecosystem, isn't there, John? When you, how does it work with um, yourself and, and Tiako especially? Because do, do you... Does, do you buy your own horses or do you let Dave Ellis go about that and do you put orders in per se and say, this is what we were thinking and this is how many we were thinking? Or does he buy the horses and then come and approach you afterwards and say, hey, this is what I have, are you interested?
0: No, what we do is this. Uh, I say to David and Mark and Marcus Corbin, who are effectively our s- selection team, this is the type of horse we're looking for. Be it a, You know, a two-year-old type. Um, a, a three-year-old type, a staying type, etc., and we always bite a budget. So Mark will then go through his video clips and um, um, draw up a list. And um, out of that list, you'll say, "Look, you're no show of getting that one for your budget, but these ones are a possibility." So by the time David um, is sitting in the ring, he knows what my horses, uh, uh, you know, uh, on the list are, and. Um, Provided we get them for budget, then um, we're done, and that's exactly what happened at the sale. At the sales this week, uh, you know, we bought a couple earlier in the week. We bought like twenty, um, a Star Witness filly, and then we bought an eminent filly, like four four six, and that's exactly the process.
1: How many owners would you have in each syndicate for the most part?
0: Uh, t- on average, we do shares down to one percent. Um, so typically, we would have around forty members in each syndicate. Some are a bit bigger. Leaderboard's got about sixty or sixty-five, seventy, for wow. example. Wow. Um, yeah. So um, and s- some syndicates have only got twenty-five or thirty. But it's, it averages about forty for each
1: syndicate. Okay. And how many horses did you pick up at the Karaka sales?
0: So we bought three altogether at Caracca. Um, prior, prior to that, we'd actually bought at the Gold Coast sale, and that's really interesting because we bought a Super Seth Philly um, out of a mare called Dark Heather, and uh, she in turn is a sister, half-sister to Heatherly. And the day after we bought the Super Seth Philly, a colt, a two-year-old colt called Red Resistance, won on debut at Rose Hill, and then he came out and won last Saturday again, uh, and he's now one of the favourites for the Golden Slipper. So, um, uh, you know, within 24 hours of buying this billy, the Super Seth billy at 110000 which was, you know, probably about half of what the average was for the Super Seths. She had a huge upgrade to a pedigree page. So that's a really interesting horse, and we've still got a few shares left in here on our website.
1: Outstanding, um, John, and, and I'm sure people will get involved. If the, that look, it's it's an interesting business, the old syndicating situation, and you know I'm passionate about it, and I think it's a, a really um, oh, a neat way for people to get involved. And, and then there's the other side of it with your Singapore operation as well. So, do you have anything running in Singapore? If you got me interested before, after you tipped the whole train carriage a winner, how many do you have running in Singapore this weekend? <laughs>
0: we got three tonight uh, grouped together, races 10, 11, and 12. It's uh, Entertainer, King Arthur, and Brutus. Um, they're all winning chances, but Entertainer's probably the best winning chance in race 10. I'll tell you why. Um, he's um, 1,100 metres on the poly track. He's won seven times at that trip, trip and surface, and he's back to class three. He's been racing in higher grades and racing well, but just not quite competitive enough. Um, so he's a pretty good chance tonight, we think.
1: Well, you've only got the 59 with a 4kg claimer, a horse that's won eight of its 27 starts, the Zoo Star. I like where your head's at there. Entertainer, race 10 at Singapore. If the day goes well on the punt, I know where I'll be reinvesting. John, enjoy, enjoy New Plymouth. Hopefully it's not too wet for you and we'll talk again.
0: All right, Libby, good on you. Thank you very much.